Let's go this. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Tonight, I want to uh, start uh, a series. Uh, I uh, titled the spiritual gifts, just simple spiritual gifts. Uh, it's so important that we know about spiritual gifts. Um, it was a mystery for me as a Christian for a while. And I saw very few people that operated in the gifts. And in most churches where that I attended, maybe one or two people, and we see that two sometimes in our church, is baffling. But I do know that this thing can be taught. It can be taught. And you can do it. All of the gifts, it can be taught. And we can actually have a time to believe God for the gifts. The thing is for it to be taught. That's where the church is really having a problem. Because those who operated in certain gifts and perfected certain gifts... They stayed with the gifts, and the church put them in a pedestal, and they never taught anybody, and they were the big shot, and the rest of us were down here. And, and we just glorified them, and God used them because they were willing. But my attitude has always been, no, it's for all of us. It's for all of us. We all can do this. So if you went with me to Nigeria, or you're here, and I walk with you, I'll do things, maybe pray for the sick, maybe even the deaf. I can teach you how to do that. And you'll do it. I have nothing to lose. I was one, now we got two. Amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. But if you don't know anything about it, you're worried, you're afraid. You don't know what to, to do. You're wondering, what if I try it and it doesn't work? So we're afraid of that. But as soon as you have light... And you are, then you know the word, faith comes into you, and you are able to do this, and God gets all the glory. That's just the way I see it. Uh, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Uh, somebody said, will God always heal if you pray for the sick? I know he will always heal if I pray for the sick. I don't always think about it when I'm in church. I have my mind on some way, something else. But if I decide, I'm going to pray for the sick today. Guess what? Somebody's going to get healed. It's a gift that God's giving. It's, not, it's the Holy Spirit's gift. And so God does his thing. And when my mind goes that way, I know this is the Holy Spirit leading. And I follow through with what he's doing. And I don't care how long they've been sick, what they have, because I can't heal anybody. He can heal everybody. So I do what he told me to do and believe that God's using me to bring the healing, or maybe a word of prophecy, maybe uh, a word of knowledge. It's so helpful, it's so powerful when you allow the gifts to flow through you. Um, when I was in College Station, Texas, uh, Texas A&M, there was a lady who had a, a, a demon following her since the time she was uh, eight years old. And she was on campus and attended church, and uh, no one, they knew she had problems, but she wouldn't share with anybody. She kept it to herself, but she was hurting. And uh, 
somebody out of, I don't know who she met on campus, Texas A&M, found out and said, well, you better search for this guy named Goodluck. He, he can help you. And I was doing science stuff, and I had to give a conf- uh, science, uh, a presentation in a science conference. And I wasn't going to bother with anybody who, has, who was having demonic problems. It takes a lot of work. I have to find out where, what happened, how, what happened to your life, how this got to you, how, what do we do, where, where have you been. It's a lot. First interview. It takes more time to find out what's going on, where, how you got where you are, than the prayer time most of the time. But she came in and she said... Uh, uh, the admin warned she was coming, and I was like, I don't have time for you, lady. I got a lot in my mind. I'm going to a science conference. I'm making a presentation. All the scientists around the United States are going to be there, and they're going to be pestering me with a bunch of questions, scientific questions, statistics, all kinds of stuff. So I, had my, I have to get focused and get everything down. But as soon as she sat down right in front of me, I was preparing my little short speech to give to her to dismiss her because <laughs> i wasn't going to go there at all she said well they told me and i can tell she was half-hearted because i think she's been several places and it never worked this was just another person to try she was just talking casually but she never told me so i was putting my books down and then the lord said to me this is the nature of our problem it was clear and i said to her i think i know what's wrong with you you can tell a countenance changed immediately there was no that playfulness was gone she never heard somebody say that to her i know what your problem because she hadn't told me not a word and i talked around the problem because i told you you do so i talked around it not very specific just for her to know i knew what was going on and the implication she couldn't wait for me to get back from my science conference okay that's the way it was. And once I came, that was how I got to know that it started when she was eight years old in church somewhere, in a Catholic church. These two demons had been following her implication. And I, that's, I knew what that was going to do in her life, which I had talked around. Uh, implication is you're never going to be able to get married. And if you marry, those demons will kill the man and kill the marriage. I knew that. So I talked around that. And secondly, you can't have a job. You can't keep down a job. And she knew that. It wasn't a joke. She knew that was a problem for her. But the point I'm making is she got free. Then the first step, first thing that happened that made me know that God had freed her, she immediately found a job in the bank. So I knew God had freed her. Not just the physical manifestation of the demon leaving her, and she knew. She knew what the demons looked like. She talked to me about that. Uh, for most of us, who be what? And she told me, I couldn't tell anybody. They all think I'm crazy. So I, my mother doesn't know nobody. I kept it to myself. They all think I'm nuts. But the word of knowledge is powerful enough in a simple way to cut through that so that she can open up and get rid of these demons, first few days we were praying. Angela knows about, know about this. First few days we prayed, she told me, they are begging me, they don't want to go. I said, what did you say? She said, well, I told them, no, 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 it's over. We've been partners for these many years. I don't want this company anymore. I know, this sounds crazy, but it's true. 
What I'm telling you not really happened. That's the truth. We deal with this in Africa all the time. When I get to America, I feel like the demons stay in Africa and then they leave the United States alone. And I'm beginning to find that's not the case. They're they here as well. <laughs> They're here as well. They just uh, do their stuff covertly. <laughs> not as open like it is in our home. But the point is, these things exist. They are not gone. When you read in the scriptures, Jesus casting out devils and they talk back. These things are real. They're here with us. We have to believe and understand them so this we can free people from this. And there are no better, there's no better way. We don't have any better way to do this unless you begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Because I can tell you this. Dealing with people, is, is, you are never an expert. You can ne- I've, I've done it so many times, especially when I was at home. You are never an expert. Everyone comes in a different shade, a different color. Most of the time I say, God, what is this now? I've never been here before. The next time I'm saying exactly the same thing. But the Holy Spirit gives you so much confidence that He is going to walk with you, that you can handle it, and you speak to Him in your head, and He gives you answers. But I don't go around telling people the Holy Spirit said this, God said this, God said that. That's silly. That's stupid. They know if it's God or not. Let them say it, not me saying it. Let them say, oh, God spoke through this person to me. I don't have to go to... And I'll show you that from Scripture. They ask me, how did you know that? God told me. (laughs) That's what it is. They already know. Amen? So I want to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about... I've done this before. And people got the gifts, words of knowledge and all of that. So it's not something that's new to me. We've done it in our church before. And bring people out and people receive the gifts. So it's not something... It's just for some reason, I've never gone there for a while. And Michael reminds me about that. <laughs> I've not done this for a while. But I feel like the time has come for us to know about these gifts... So you can receive the gifts and realize that you can do exactly the same thing. And some of you can take it from here and begin to really minister to people at work. And they'll look to you and come to church with you. It's really to bring people to Christ. But also to bring them freedom. uh, Not just for the gifts. Not for the gifts. It's what it does to the lives of those people as they come to know God. And feel closer to Him. And be free. Amen? We're together? Good. Now, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'll start. This is going to be a series. Once I'm through with it, um, after you've learned about all of the gifts, uh, one of these Wednesdays, I will tell in a story, lock that door back there, <laughs> and we all come up here, and we will be practicing. <laughs> you will prophesy and give words of knowledge. Amen. And there's nothing to be afraid of. We've done this before. It always works. And it's so powerful. Michael was reminding me. So powerful as to what God would do among us. Even if it's just a few people. You'll be amazed at what God would do. And it gives you so much confidence that God's with you. And his presence is with you. And then you don't put people in a pedestal, you know, like they're way up here and we are down here. We can't do what they do. That's not the way God intended it. It doesn't take anything from the minister. It's a calling. Amen? 
The pastor is a person, it's an office. The prophet is a person, it's, a prophet, it's, it's an office in the church. But everyone can prophesy. So we have to understand that. Amen. Like we read in that scripture, Amy shared with us, um, Acts chapter 2, 17, 18. He says, in the last days, God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. And what will happen? Your sons and your daughters will, how many sons? All of them. So we all can do this. And the Bible tells us that, that you can learn how to do this. And you can do it. You have to yearn to do it. Paul says, desire these gifts. Because it's important for the work of the kingdom. You can do a lot with it. Amen? So let's read the First Corinthians chapter 12, 1 through 7. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, uh, there are diversities of tongues, of gifts, sorry, uh, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation, which we call the gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. How many? Each one for the profit of all. Now, there are three things here in this passage that you want to we want to, that Paul, in my mind, is trying to share with us. The first thing is, uh, God doesn't want you to be ignorant of the gifts. And no Christian should be ignorant of it. That's what used to bother me. I knew I was ignorant. And I knew Paul was talking about the gifts. He says, that verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And I was ignorant. I didn't know what they were. As a Christian, God doesn't want you to be ignorant of what these gifts are. In other words, you're supposed to know what they are and how they operate. I don't want you to be ignorant. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. So that's the first thing. You should know about them. Even if you don't operate in the gifts, God wants you and expects you to know about them. Paul says, I do not want you to be ignorant of it. But it seems like every time God says, I don't want you to be ignorant of something... That's what the thing that we are most ignorant of. Don't know why. The flesh. <laughs> but we should know about this. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant. Then the second thing, he's saying, You're, every one of you can do this. Every one of you can do this. Basically what he's saying, you were, you were Gentiles carried away with your dumb idols. You saw psychic people. You heard about palm readers and all of that. You have all kinds of imaginations. You have idols and all of that. That was when you were out there. It's different now. The Corinthian church was really into this thing, the gifts. We'll talk about that. They were really into the gifts. That was their major thing. They couldn't have a service. 
They come in, they want to speak, everyone is speaking in tongues, they're prophesying. They didn't even allow pastor to preach. It was just talking, you're doing their gifts. And Paul says, God is not the author of confusion. No, that's not the way to have a service. There's got to be done, everything's got to be done decently and in order. You can all do this, but man, you guys are confusing the unbelievers. They come and they look at one speaking in tongues, the other one prophesying, the other one wanting to heal. And he says, they're all crazy. And he leaves. Paul says, you can't do that. There's got to be order. They had a different kind of problem than we have. They had the gifts, okay? They were doing something. But guess what's happening to the church? It's not there. It's another kind of problem. I think I would rather go with the Corinthian problem, right? Where everybody is wanting to prophesy, right? Hey, quiet. Just five of you. Just three of you. Too much. That's their problem. They had the gifts. But we are in the last days, right? We are more in the last days than when they lived on the earth. So we should have more of this today. The reason is, we're not talking about it, I'm guilty of it, and people are not having a desire for it. God will not give you anything that you don't desire. He just will not do it. The scripture is for you to read and begin to desire, to desire to be saved, then he'll save you. Until you hear the message and you desire it, nothing happens. God always wants to save you or heal you. But until you hear the message and desire it, it won't happen. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's why I don't blame myself because I have to be led by God. This is the time I feel led to come to this. I just hope that the whole church will respond and let God do what he wants to do among us. Amen. So he's saying, you're a Christian. In that time, they prophesied, and some are acting one way. So there are differences of ministrations. Different, way, different ways the Holy Spirit moves through a person. And some of them think, well, this is the only way God does it. How come you're doing this? I don't believe that that's of God, because you didn't do it the way uh, Brother Roy is doing it. He says, yeah, does he... Confess Jesus as Lord. Yeah, he does. That's God, okay? Your demon thing is behind, okay? You were carried away with these dumb idols, but we are Christians now. No, if he's doing it in the name of God and confesses from his heart that Jesus is indeed Christ, he's a Christian and God's walking through him. That's what he's saying. He says, let me read the scripture. Therefore, I make... I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. That's another way to tell if this person is of God or if he's not of God. But if he's of God, if he's speaking by the Spirit of God, he's on for it. He's God's with working there. Don't judge it and think that this is a demonic thing. No, it may be a different kind of manifestation from the way you've seen it before or the way you're taught. But this is of God. That it has to be done decently so that people don't misjudge what's going on and think you're crazy. And they move away from God instead of the gifts 
attracting. That's what's happening in many churches. People are acting, thinking this is the way to do it, and they're acting like they're crazy. The Spirit of God may still be there, but unbelievers don't want anything to do with it. They want out the door. They don't want to come back. But when it's done decently, then it draws them to him. It draws them to him. There's power there. Um, You cannot do something, we'll come into that, in public, even though you have a gift. You can say something and people get offended, even though it was the Spirit, you didn't use wisdom. And the people don't get blessed. My thing is, the way I always look at it is, if I'm being moved by the Spirit, and I know this is God speaking to me, if I don't get across to bring help to the person, he just wasted everything. If they don't receive, I won't even say a thing. I may know it, I won't even talk to the person. Leave them alone because they are not in a place to receive at that point. But just because God spoken to you doesn't mean you should go ahead and just bulldoze your way through and accomplish nothing. But if they ask a question, I don't know why this is, oh, I know what your problem is. Because they're asking, you understand? They are ready to receive. Then I can tell them, and then they will receive, and then their life is changed. That to me is more important than to prove to everybody I have a spiritual gift. Spiritual pride, excuse me. That's what you find in the church. Just want everybody to know I have a gift. It means nothing to me if it's not helping anybody. It's got to be, it's got to edify. That's what Paul said. Let everything be done to the edification of the people. And if they are not built up, you're just blowing air. I mean, you're spiritual, but something else is happening there. And, and, and it's not very nice. People, instead of being drawn to you, they're moving away. Because you are not using wisdom in the gift that God's given you. And the, Paul, the Bible talks about this. Your goal must be to minister to help people. That's the goal. Not I have spiritual gift. That's the goal. I want people healed, not because I want them to say, oh, how anointed. That's silly. Let somebody be helped. First, free from the pain. Secondly, they know God's with them. And they go home feeling good about their relationship with God. Then God's pleased and everything is done decently. And in order. That's just the way I look at it. It's not to prove anything to anybody. And you, God will let you do it. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But you, he's not pleased with. Let me say this. Did you know that Judas was stealing from the past? And he was still casting out devils? Right? He was already a thief, right? <laughs> and he was sent with the, the other 11. And he was still casting out devils. That's the lesson for me. It's for them. It's not for me. It's because God wants to reach them. And I just happen to be the donkey that is, you know, Jesus riding on the donkey. Yeah. And so the donkey came to say, hey, look, I'm so popular. Look, everybody's coming out to see me. They are even putting their clothes on the ground for me to walk through, walk on. It's not you, donkey. It's the one who is sitting on you. <laughs> you may be important because, you are carried, well, because of the one you are carrying, but they are not coming for you. They are coming for him. And John the Baptist says, 
all men go to him. I decrease and he'll increase. That's the most thing. And that's nothing to do with false humility. That's the way it should be. Amen? You shouldn't try to be... Well, I heard this message now, so I'm going to try to be humble. Uh, you're still proud. <laughs> it's still there. Amen? It's understanding it's right and doing what is right so that God can flow through you and reach the people and bless them. That's the important thing. That's the reason why we are talking about these gifts. So you can be able to help somebody. For me, it was a joy to have a girl girl that was 8 years old. Now she's over 18, coming to be 20 years, still confused, don't like living at all, and just by contact, because God knew I knew about these things, and now she's a free woman, able to serve God in the house of God. Happy married with a job. That, to me, is more of a blessing, what the product of what God has done, than, you know, I have this gift. It's silly. But her life is up. And it's fun. When you go to church and you see her worshiping God, and, and she hands all lifted up, and she's smiling, just thanking God, she could never do that before. That's something that is a treasure in your heart before God. She's free. Amen? So that's the second thing. You're a Christian. You can do it. You are no longer in the world. You don't have an evil spirit. You have the spirit of God. That's what, let me let you know, Paul was saying, no one speaking by the spirit will ever say Jesus is a curse. You don't say that. You won't say it because you know Jesus is your Lord. So I, Paul is saying, because of that, I can talk to you about the gifts because you can be a part of it. That's what he's saying. You don't have to be afraid the demon is going to lie to you and, and make you do something that is not of God. No, you can't do that if you are born again. That's what he's saying. Nothing negative. People read that scripture and they become negative. They think, well, Paul is warning us. No, he's just telling you, you are born again. You have the Holy Spirit. You are a part of this. You will never do anything to offend Christ when you're trying to operate in the Spirit of God. You understand what I'm saying? Just keep you, so you're comfort. You have your comfort and you're comfortable operating in the gifts of the Spirit. That's all he's saying there. And then he tells you, don't misunderstand what's going on. There are diversities of different kinds of gifts. But they are not your gifts. They are the manifestation of the Spirit. Notice what he says. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us so that everybody will profit from it. The manifestation of the Spirit. So is the Spirit's gifts, like I said, not your gifts. So I don't go around thinking, well, I have the gift of healing. So now, uh, somebody comes to church on Sunday, this past Sunday, and uh, they're sick and need prayer. He said, oh, you came to church on the wrong Sunday. Uh, The gift of healing is out of town. You want to come back next Sunday? No, there are gifts of healing all over. It's the manifestation of the Spirit. Somebody who is filled with the Holy Spirit can pray for them and they will be healed. You don't need this person coming back. This is the house of God. And guess what Jesus said? Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am. That's the gift of healing. He is there in the midst of them. 
If somebody steps out in faith, they will be healed. You don't have to wait for this person to come back. That's the point. The gift is given to everyone. Each one of us is given to everyone for everyone to profit from. That's what he's saying. There are diversity, different types of operation. Uh, some people will yell and somebody doesn't like yelling. And so what you see in the church is, well, I don't believe that's of God because they're yelling. And for me, when God uses me, I don't yell. You're wrong, too. <laughs> that's just your natural, what you like in your natural, but don't project it as being spiritual because you don't like that. That's what you see in the church. It's different kinds of operation, okay? The Spirit operates differently in different people. Because your personality is different from the other person's personality. So understand that because you don't like what they're doing doesn't mean it's not the Holy Spirit. Hello? That's the way it is. We have to have understanding because we'll make a lot of mistakes if we don't have understanding. So Paul is telling you there are different kinds of gifts. There are different kinds of ministration. Like uh, Smith Wigglesworth, he used to punch people, right? And he punched somebody, and the person just did this. The person was healed, and the doctor stood up and was yelling at him, You just killed the man! You killed him! And Smith Wigglesworth looked at him and said, He's healed. And truly the guy was healed. But that's Smith Wigglesworth. So now... I think, wow, <laughs> that's the way to heal? <laughs> that's wonderful. And you go punch somebody, and they call the cops for you. <laughs> God may do that. But he uses the person's personality. God created him. Not many people do that. There are Smith Wigglesworth did that. Benny Hinn doesn't do that. You know about that. T.L. Osborne won't do that. It's different. The way God operates in a person is different. So don't judge based on what you like and what you don't like. And so what the devil does is cause us to fight each other and we're not able to work together. Because you disagree with the way he's doing it. It's not the way he's doing it. What's the result? Is he working through Christ? That's what you want to look at. The result here. And does he, is he doing it in his name, Jesus? Does he really believe or she really believe that Jesus is Lord? That's what's the important thing. All I want to discern is if the person is, this is a prideful thing, which I know pride goes, and what's following behind? A fall. Real close behind. <laughs> it won't be too long before you see trouble. And everybody's having, that's what I want to look, that's more important to me than what's going on. What I need to know is, he's guarding it. Somebody helped. Are they happy? Yeah. I may not like doing it that way, but this is good. Amen? I will share this story. Uh, Jay Bailey, he will be probably coming here to preach. He brought a girl to church um, in Pastor Addison's church, my uh, second church in the United States. And um, there was a, a fellow in our church. His name is Robert. His prophecies were always very harsh. I mean, really harsh. You think you are this? You are nothing. <laughs> That's the way it comes almost every time he prophesies. 
he's coming at us and when he starts speaking uh, I'll hang my head here we go again <laughs> this is trouble for us you're no well you're no good you know? that's all and you know in our thinking Jay Bailey had brought this God an atheist to church and we were all excited oh you have an atheist pastor is going to preach today and uh, she's going to get saved and we're standing and here goes Robert again (laughs) oh no not today oh god what is this I have my head down it goes Robert you're nothing you think you know everything (laughs) on and on and I said oh no He's killed this God. This is not going to work. And the next thing we know, as her name Kristen, so remember, she ran to the altar and she was crying loud. That man was talking to me. I said, oh my God, through Robert? No. That's not, that's not fair. I didn't like his method. Christian became a missionary to India, uh, China for many years. The same woman that got saved that day because of Robert's word. That's what Paul is saying. The different forms of operation. Just know if Jesus is in it or not. And Robert could care less. He knew we didn't like that kind of message. But he would stop. <laughs> he would go that way all the time. But God knew, even if it's just Christian alone, that was good. Amen? That was good. So you can't judge. That's what Paul is saying. Different kinds of gifts, different kinds of way people minister, like Smith Wigglesworth, but also the diversities of operation, the way God does it. So all I want to know is, does this person really know Christ? Is it about me or about really reaching out to people? When they are pressuring, you know, uh, I have this gift. You got problem now. Because you don't have it. It's the gift of the Spirit. You really have a problem until you... And, and most times, most Christians like that, they don't know that they are in trouble until it's really late. And uh, sometimes Christians no, won't talk to them because sometimes they are, not really, they are not in a place where they will listen. And that's a very clear sign of immaturity. We're coming to that. It's a clear sign of immaturity. And they won't listen. It's like tell, trying to talk to a kid when they are determined to do something. You can't talk to them. So maybe you either learn the right way or you learn by your suffering. So that's the point here. But all of us, oh gosh, my time is gone. <laughs> I, want you to, I want to share this scripture with you so that you will know. How many people can prophesy here? All of us. Okay. Now, I want you to know, please give me First Corinthians 14, verse 31. Just to let you know, this, this thing can be taught. And you can actually be taught. And I will t- as we go with this lesson, I will tell you uh, what to expect. So you know this is the Holy Spirit. Because we've never been there before. 
So you know, when do you know when God is trying to use you for prophecy or to give a word of, uh, in tongues and for interpretation? When do you know when God is giving you a word of knowledge? What do you do with the word of knowledge? And I'm going to let you know, everything is by faith. You don't know everything. You just have to step out of the boat. That's the way it is. You have to. But if they don't tell you when God is nudging you, if you don't know that, you won't even know that God is nudging you to do something, so you don't do anything. Uh, so, but I want, that's not the way I want our fellowship to be. Amen? I want us all to be able to do this. Look, look at verse 31. It says, for you can, how many? Did, the, is it, did it say could? No. Can. That means you really can do this. For you can all prophesy one by one. Now look at the next thing. That all may what? It's a learning process. So if somebody begins and they may not be perfect at the beginning, hold back before you criticize, okay? Hold back. When babies begin to talk, they don't start putting sentences together, right? You don't get mad and say, who is that talking? Don't you ever say anything? You can't say this sentence, right? You, you don't do that, right? You give them time. And most of the mothers say, oh, wow, did you hear that? Maybe it's a few words, da, da, and everybody's happy in the home. But in the church, da, da, we're going to kill you. Shut your mouth. Don't say that again. But that's the way it's supposed to be. They are spiritual babes. Amen? Give them time to grow. For you can all prophesy one by one. That all may learn and all may be encouraged. It's possible. You don't have to put somebody in a pedestal. That's what's happening. People running to and fro looking for somebody. Uh, I decided years back, that's silly. It's a sign of immaturity. That's a clear sign of immaturity. I did that, running back and forth, waiting for somebody to prophesy. And I found that, that just because somebody prophesies doesn't mean they are spiritually mature will come into that. Sometimes you go around people who have gifts, they are the most spiritually immature people, and you can tell by the way they behave, they are like wings going crazy. <laughs> you have to wonder. But some people, if you don't have understanding, they think, ah, I see, oh, he's so spiritual. No, for me, I won't say a word, but I know you are immature. I just, I won't say a thing to you, but your actions and the way you're carrying yourself lets me know you don't fully understand what this is. But I don't have to judge you. You may be in the baby. You're still a baby in this. If you want to hear, then we can teach. That's why we're doing this. So we all can learn and then we can grow. Not judging each other. Not getting upset. But giving people room to grow and they can mature in their gifts. So we're going to be talking about all of the gifts and how they operate. And some of you may have operated in some of the gifts and didn't know what was going on. You just thought you were really smart. <laughs> but uh, we'll be talking about that. Amen? My time's up. Did you all get something out of this? Okay, good. Please stand. We're going to close. We don't know. Please. We're doing something.
this is an area that is very, very serious, even though I'm presenting it like it's, but this is very serious before God. We need to be praying, okay? Let's really pray for our church, pray for one another, because some of us are going to be operating in many of these gifts, and some gifts that you don't, you've never operated in right now, but have an open heart, and let's be serious about this and pray so that God can use us. The main thing is, like, what is happening? Some people just want to get to heaven, but some desire to do works for God. And if you're going to do something for God, which is what God wants, you can't do it on your own. You need this Holy Spirit, and you need the gifts of the Spirit so that you can help somebody and they can be open. That's the whole thing about this. And that's why we're teaching this, so that we can be more effective through the Holy Spirit to be able to reach out and help people. Amen? Would you lift your hands up to God tonight and just let Him know that you're ready to be used of God. He says every one of us, every one of us can be used. We start maybe on a Sunday, we may have five prophecies. Some people think that's too much. Well, I would rather have five than no, not even a single one or something coming from the same individuals all the time. We are all Christians and we can give words of prophecy. We may not start out right walking, but after a while we perfect it and we can walk better. That's the way it is. We can all learn. Father God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the gifts that, I've made, that you've made available to the church, every member of the church. And Lord, we can operate in these gifts because Jesus is still Lord. He's still here with us. You said the works that you did, we can do also. And Lord, we are willing to allow those works to be done in our lives. We want to reach out to souls and to help people. We give you praise, O oh God, tonight. And we are open to your spirit to use us in this church, outside the church, to reach out to those that are without so we can help them find their place in Christ. Thank you, Father. Your word says we are the light of the world. We cannot be light without the Holy Spirit. He is our lamp. And we want to thank you, Father, for all that the Holy Spirit has brought to us so that we can do the works of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.